Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. The opinions and suggestions expressed in the following program are solely those of the participants and are not necessarily endorsed by KRMG, Cox Media Group Incorporated, or the program sponsors. The following program is sponsored by ProThermal Heating and Cooling. Welcome to Complete Home Comfort with ProThermal Heating and Cooling. This is an hour dedicated to help Tulsans learn about every aspect of a home comfort system, a company that enters your home to serve and be of service to you. Call or text us at 918-921-1023. That's 918-921-1023. Now, let's get right into Complete Home Comfort with ProThermal Heating and Cooling on 1023 KRMG, Tulsa's News and Talk. Good afternoon and welcome to the show. Ben Morgan here from KRMG, joined as ever by David Coker from Pro Thermal Heating and Cooling. David, how are you feeling? I'm doing well. Got You're... over a little bit of a head and chest cold last week, but I'm I'm recouping and feeling better. So good, good. Uh, things um, are looking up. You're not going to get me sick, right? No, sir. Okay, no, good, I, good. I don't even know that I was contagious because I never really ran a fever. I don't. Um, the doctors, they don't know what it was. It wasn't COVID. It wasn't flu or anything like that. You had some, some type of even scarier Uber mystery virus. Yeah. If you would like to call into the show, you can always do so by hitting the numbers 918-921-1023. That's 921-1023. Or you can email us at info at prothermalhvac.com. Today's topic is insulation. Um, obviously, we are entering the spring season, so uh, it's going to be very important to get your attic, your home insulated. Talking about the different types of insulation. David, what are the different types of insulation? So there's three primary types. Um, the and kind of least efficient to most efficient would be a bat or roll-in style of insulation. The next is the blow-in style insulation, which is a loose fill. And then the other is a, the newer spray foam. Um, and even in that, there's two different types of insulation, which is a closed cell and open cell. And we'll kind of get in depth on what the benefits of those two are um, and where the applications Really. Yeah, before, before you get way far ahead of me, let's start at the top. Bat insulation. Now, this is not where we're going to have flying creatures in our homes, right? No. no. Okay, good. B-A-T-T, bat. <laughs> and, and basically, if you go to Lowe's, Lowe's or Home Depot, it's the, generally the, the roll-in style of the pink generally uh, insulation and it has a little pink panther on it, you know, that, that type of stuff. Mm -hmm. um, so, or sometimes they come in little sections where you just lay them in. So, older homes, um, older being... Um, pre-1990s, um, even older than that, really. But around that time, anything before that, sometimes you run into those homes that that's all the insulation that they had was a bat-style insulation, where it's just a lay-in-style insulation that's setting directly on top of the sheetrock in between the studs. So this type of insulation... It does have an R value, so um, an, a four-inch insulation is an R11, a six-inch insulation is an R19. The downside of that is, yes, the insulation does hold that value, but because air can get around that insulation, it's not truly an R11 or an R19. Um, 
in an attic application. In an exterior wall application, whenever you're building a home, um, say you have a, a regular four inch wall, you know, a two by four wall, um, you'll use an R11 insulation. So they put the bat insulation, but because there is an exterior wall and then you have an interior wall, which is uh, the sheetrock, because that's a closed space, air can't transfer through it, so you actually maintain that R value. A six inch wall, same thing, you're, you're maintaining an R19 in that application. Homeowners and home builders years ago would use the same bat insulation in the attic and they would just roll it in between the joists and that would um, unfortunately never retain the same R value because the attic air can get around the sides of the um, insulation and I could actually go into a home with a infrared gun and look at a ceiling that has bat style insulation in the middle of summer and you can virtually see every stud every seam just about everything through the sheetrock because there's so so much heat transfer um, in the attic space because of that style of insulation you've said the words in older homes and builders used to mm -hmm. with this bat installation are you just not recommending it being used anymore or do people still use bat installation uh, bat insulation is still used in in interior or exterior walls but not in the attic um, code requires now that it either be a blow-in style insulation which is a loose fill or a spray foam style insulation um, that's a code requirement now um, now if you're building your own home um, you don't necessarily have to kind of do everything completely by sure. code because you're not under any you know type of licensing um, and so some homeowners will still do that um, don't every <laughs> dollar that you spend in insulation you will get back tenfold over the life of your home do not cut cost when you when it look when you're looking at insulation. It is the most important thing that you can do for your home to reduce your utility cost over the life of the home. All right, so let's talk about the next uh, type of installation: blow-in installation. Yeah, so blow-in installation. Um, generally, whenever you go into an attic, you'll either see a it's a brown type blow-in, a white fibrous type blow-in or a pink blow-in. Um, they're just different types. So the brown style is a recycled paper um, referred to as cellulose. Um, that style of, of insulation, it settles really heavily being that it's a paper-based um, insulation. So whenever they blow it in, um, very quickly within just a few years, that insulation gets compacted and you really need to go back in and add a little bit more insulation to get your R value back up. Um, it does become denser, but you're still the depth of the insulation is what you're looking for. And we'll kind of get into that um, here in just a second. So the, 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 the depth of the insulation makes a huge impact on how much energy loss or gain that you're actually getting with when applying blow-in insulation. So the next style would be the white fibrous style. Um, generally, the white fiber style is a, a fiberglass or, or it does not have fiberglass in it. It's more of a true fiber polyester 
synthetic style of insulation. Um, great insulation that stuff generally stays pretty fluffy um it doesn't compact as fast um so longevity life expectancy of be, of you having to add more insulation is less uh, the next would be the the pink style that is a fiberglass based insulation um that insulation of course holds its rigidity it's, it stays fluffy it's very similar to the white stuff just a tif- different type of material um all three work well. Um, again, it's the depth. So whenever we're looking at the the depth of insulation and the utility cost savings or cost gain is specifically uh, based off of how deep that insulation is. So this is a report that I just found this week, and it's actually the thing that triggered the idea of having the show about um, insulation and, and stuff like that because I knew – our values and what was recommended, but I didn't understand the true loss of efficiency if your R value doesn't meet these standards, right? And so this article that I found had a wonderful breakdown, um, and I'm going to share that with you. So um, basically, if you have an R11 to R13 insulation, which is um, five or three to five inches of insulation in your attic. So if you go upstairs and you're looking in your attic and you have two by four studs on the ceiling, if you can see, see the stud joist, you have an R13 or less. Um, when you have less than five inches of insulation, your efficiency gain, the, how much more it costs you to heat or cool the home is 65%. Wow. It's insane. That's dramatic. It's dramatic. So if you're spending $100 to heat the home, you're spending 65% more than you really should have to to heat or cool that home day-to-day, month-to-month, year-to-year. Insulation can greatly increase the efficiency of your home because of this. So the next step would be an R14 to an R15, um, which is about five to eight inches of insulation. That still has a 50% um, energy efficiency decrease. So you're you're spending 50% more on heating or cooling the home at even five to eight inches. So if you have six inch studs in the, in the attic and your uh, ceiling joist if if you can see the joist at six inches then then you know that you're in that range and you're spending 50 percent more than you have to to actually heat or cool that space Um, the next step up would be an r19 to an r30 which is 8 to 11 inches of insulation Um, you still have a 40 percent loss at that point um the next step is an r30 so this is 11 to 12 inches this is actually the number that um, most homes need to be at just for standard stuff um anytime i'm looking at a home's efficiency uh, when i'm doing a load calculation i'm looking to see how close they are to this 11 to 12 because whenever they do that i can actually reduce the btu coefficient that i use for my calculation um for the load on the home. So this affects the size of equipment that you need for the house. If you're below 12 inches, um, basically your, um, the load increases, um, because your heat gain increases, right? And the, the less amount of insulation you have, the larger system you need, the larger system you need, the more amp draw you use, the more electric you use, the more heat you use, et cetera. Um, but 11, 12 inches, it's about 30%, which isn't 
horrible. Um, it's much better than 60%. Most, right? most homes, if we can get them to 11, 11 to 12 inches of insulation, that's really, um, it's not a bad thing, right? Um, the next step would be going to 15 inches or more. At 15 inches or more, we're only losing 5%. So when I say for every dollar you purchase in insulation in the to make your home more efficient, it pays tenfold over the life of the system. It literally pays tenfold over the life of the system. One, we can reduce the size of the equipment so you're pulling less amp draw, but two, we're, we're not losing as much heat through the ceiling whenever we're trying to heat the system or heat the home. And we're not gaining as much heat through the ceiling when we're trying to cool the home. We're talking about insulation. I hate to cut you off because you are on a roll here, but we are coming up on a break. After the break, we'll talk about the final uh, style of insulation. It's a it's a two-parter, so we'll, we'll need a little extra uh, time to talk about it. But before we go to the break, we are talking about the KRMG Listener Special, the offer for KRMG listeners only. It's a full system rejuvenation tune-up, a $232 value, only $39. Going over your entire system with a fine-tooth comb, I'll check electrical components, refrigerant thermodynamics, a system efficiency test, checking duct pressure for sizing and leakage, and even professionally cleaning the outdoor coil while we're there. At the end, you'll get a full, written, detailed report of how your system is actually operating, all for just 39 bucks. Call 918-550-5079, that's 918-550-5079, or head over to prothermalheatingandcooling.com. More complete home comfort coming up next on 1023 KRMG Tulsa's News & Talk. And we're back. It's Complete Home Comfort with Pro Thermal Heating and Cooling. I am Ben Morgan from KRMG, joined as ever by David Coker from Pro Thermal. If you'd like to call into the show, you can always call 918-921-1023. That's 918-921-1023. Or email us at info at prothermalhvac.com. Getting back into the topic of insulation, uh, we've been talking about the different types of insulation. We talked about bat insulation, blow-in insulation. Let's talk about spray foam. Spray foam's got its own two unique subsets, which is why we dedicated so much time to specifically talk about spray foam, David. Yeah, so spray foam is unique. So there's two different types of spray foam. Uh, one is referred to as a closed cell spray foam. Um, the other is an open cell spray foam. The difference is the density of the spray foam and how much is actually needed to um, get the R value that we're looking for um, in the performance. So closed cell spray foam, it's a denser form of the of the insulation, right? So generally the R value for spray foam, a uh, closed cell spray foam is for every inch, you get an R7. So um, if we're looking at a, a standard stick-built home, if you have a four-inch wall, which the, the studs would be um, three and a half inches, we can actually get to an, an R21, sometimes an R25, um, with spray foaming the exterior walls with closed-cell insulation. Most homes that have a four-inch wall have an R11. So we're literally doubling the R value. Not only are we doubling the R value, but we're decreasing the air exchange rate. So if you have an exterior wall that has regular bat insulation in it, that wall breathes quite a lot. So the air exchange in the house actually increases when you have a bat-style insulation in the wall. A 
spray foam insulation because especially closed cell it's so dense and it fills in every nook and cranny that air could transfer that that exterior wall becomes very very airtight um that allows the house to perform better um and then with spray foam the or with an open cell spray foam for every inch you get an r three and a half so three and a half inches is generally about an r15 um so we're still performing better than a standard um spray foam or a standard bat insulation in an exterior wall it is an open cell so it is a little more, more porous but because of the style of foam because they spray it in it also fills in all the nooks and crannies and so you get a super tight home meaning the system the home system does not breathe a lot right and so and recently there's been and i say recently but and probably in the past 10 to 15 years since spray foam really started becoming a thing there's two ways to do a spray foam home one is um a fully encapsulated home meaning from the concrete floor slab all the way up to the peak of the roof that is done in spray foam so generally you'll do like a an open cell in the walls where you use three and a half inches so that you get to an r15 and then they'll do a closed cell um, and they'll use an r21 in the in the ceiling well when we do that the entire building becomes part of the heat load or cooling load for us so that includes the attic so we're actually able to heat and cool and condition the entire home because of that well when we do a fully encapsulated home the home gets so tight that we have to actually put in what we refer to as an erv it's just a a a device that actually pulls in outside air so that we can control the air exchange within the home because if the home's too tight what happens is the humidity builds up you'll actually um, start building more mildew the on the windows the the i've seen doors start sweating where like a customer had a metal door the humidity in the house would get so high because it was the system wasn't installed properly that that door on the home physically sweated and they had green algae building Uh. underneath the bottom of the door and so if you're doing a spray foam, if a spray foam home, these systems have to be engineered properly. If they're not done properly, and not every heat and air company out there knows how to actually size this stuff because it is it is completely different than a standard home. Um, you will have problems. It's not if you'll have problems. And most of the time it, it happens very quickly, especially in the low load seasons, meaning um, – spring and fall whenever the humidity is a little bit higher but the heat load is less that's whenever you'll start having humidity issues in the home Um, the other type of home that's being done is a partially encapsulated home where they're spray foaming the walls and then they're doing a blow-in loose fill insulation in the attic so they're not actually encapsulating the whole building um I actually prefer this style because the house still breathes. We don't have to bring in the the, the VRV or the ERV um, fresh air intake. Um, the house is still super, super, um, it's still super tight, but we're not going to have as many of those potential 
humidity type issues in a home like that. Now, spray foam homes, they're wonderful as long as they're done right, but it's critical. On the spray foam home, you can't just use a single stage 100% on, 100% off air conditioning system. You have to at least have a two-stage system, but preferably, preferably would be a variable speed system that speeds up and slows down based on the load of the house every single day of the year because it changes a lot. So whenever, because the heat exchange is so different, the um, whenever it's 100 degrees out, say the system needs three tons, but whenever it's 95 degrees out, the system may only need two tons. And it's that drastic of a change in the actual load of the building. And so if we're, if the system is oversized, the system comes on, it cools the house really quick, and then it shuts off, which sounds like a good idea. But what happens is the system doesn't run long enough to actually pull the humidity out. So whenever your air conditioning system is running, the condensation line that comes off of the air conditioner and that's draining into the you know the the garden outside or into the drain in the closet with the, where the furnace is that water is actually humidity that's just being pulled out of the house through the air conditioning system got more to talk about when it comes to insulation and we will talk about that on the other side of the break but make sure that if you are going to deal with insulation you hire the professionals over at pro thermal at pro thermal heating and cooling.com as the website 918-550-5079 is the number to call more complete home comfort with pro thermal coming up next on 1023 krmg tulsa's news and talk Welcome back to the show. It's Complete Home Comfort with Pro Thermal Heating and Cooling. Talking about every aspect of your home comfort system, helping you get the longest life out of your investment and making sure it's performing to the highest standard. Ben Morgan here from KRMG. Dave Koger from Pro Thermal Heating and Cooling. If you'd like to join into the show, you can call 918-921-1023. That's 918-921-1023. Or email us at... Info at ProthermalHVAC.com. We've been talking insulation on the show today. Not installation, insulation. Insulation. Uh, the different types of insulation. We spent a lot of time talking about bat insulation, blow-in, spray foam. The two types of spray foam when you can come when it comes to a fully encapsulated home uh, compared to a partially encapsulated home. You say you prefer the partially encapsulated home method? Um, I do like it because the house is still able to breathe. You have a, a smaller probability of producing that mold mildew, having humidity issues and stuff like that. The, so, the home still is super, super efficient when you do this, especially when you have the blow-in style insulation in the attic and you put that 15 inches of, of, of blow-in insulation in. When you do that, we, as I've mentioned before, we're, we're down to a 5% heat loss or heat gain um, whenever we have that much insulation. So if it's done properly, spray foam the walls, do a blow-in insulation in the attic, and then you're, the likelihood of you having those humidity issues that cause the mold mildew in the home is is very, very slim. If you missed any of our conversations, you can always head over to krmg.com in the podcast section. Scroll on down to Complete Home Cover. You can listen back to all of our shows free of charge. Get all the info you need from there. Let's talk about ducting insulation. When it comes to ducting insulation, there's... There were stages in the way that our industry looked at insulating ducting. So the old school or original homes that were installed, they actually were installed with asbestos ducting. So the ducting wasn't a metal pipe. It wasn't a flexible ducting. It was actually a fiberboard material that was in a round shape. Um, but 
whenever they were installing those homes, that type of insulation or that type of ducting was primarily used for heat only. They weren't really doing it for air conditioning. Well, then um, once air conditioning systems became more and more popular, um, and they became more and more affordable um, whenever they were changing out those heat-only systems and putting air conditioning systems on. What happened was the those asbestos ducting, they actually started getting more mildew in them because the ducting, one, was too small um, because we need more airflow for air conditioning than we do need heating, but also because the added moisture in the system that fibrous material was actually collecting uh, moisture and then over time it started um, building that mold mildew Um, once they realized that that's whenever most homes went to a metal ducting Um, used to the only requirement for metal duct insulation was one inch of one inch of insulation and so it was actually a paper style of of insulation that was wrapped in foil Um, we still see those homes in tulsa currently that still have this type of ducting so the old metal ducting they didn't screw it together they just taped it together with duct tape. Um, the duct tape seems never would hold for a long period of time because that, that adhesive would fall apart because you're in a 130 degree attic. Sure. And then you get the heat contrast from the heating system, the cooling system. And, and so those, that, that style of ducting system become very, very leaky. Um, the insulation only being a one inch insulation that was an R4 insulation. So we got, we had a lot of heat gain here in Oklahoma because our attics get really hot in the summer. And then heat loss in the winter because our attic get really cold at times, right? And so um, over time, as as things kind of increased in understanding and technology and stuff, that's when um, we realized that we needed to start sealing duct systems because an average metal duct system has about 40% duct leakage if it's not sealed. And so they started removing all of that old insulation they went to an r6 insulation which is one and a half inches um that would that did have a foil backed um, mylar film that was on it um and so we'd go through our and seal the ducting strip all the insulation off they would screw the duct together seal the seams and then put the new ducting insulation on it this did become a lot more efficient it was a better type of uh, ducting system um they did reduce the duct leakage from you know 40 percent to less than 25 percent on most homes um the if i see a home that has a metal ducting system with this style of insulation and it is sealed i don't generally recommend replacing it it's should be fine as long as the ducting system is sized properly and metal ducting is great because you can actually clean it over and over and over again throughout the years and it's not just going to fall apart right um the next progression was uh, flexible duct. Well, that came out in the early 80s. Well, in the early 80s, um, starting out with the type of ducting, they didn't, they went with an R6 insulation, which was an inch and a half insulation, but the outer shell and inner shell of the ducting material was all plastic. Well, it being plastic, you put plastic in a 130 degree attic over several years, um, that plastic actually starts to break down and degrade and it literally starts to fall apart. So that type of insulation or that type of ducting is all over 
Tulsa. Um, there's still a lot of homes that were built in the 80s um, that never had the ducting system upgraded. Uh, I was actually at a home just yesterday. Um, their entire duct system was this 1980 ductwork, and it was in poor condition. Um, it needs to be replaced. I, that, that, so I was going to ask you said that you still see homes with the the metal insulation mm-hmm. but as long as that's well maintained and it's you know in as good shape as, it, as long as it's sealed and it has the um at least an r6 insulation on it then it's in good shape and everything's fine but with this plastic it's time to get rid of okay. it. <laughs> so, okay there's no saving it at this there, point. because it's so leaky it, it because it's plastic it truly is a plastic material um it, it's very porous uh, it absorbs heat better uh, at a higher rate it it tears easily it collapses easily all of those things and so um generally when we see ducting that is it and it's very easy to spot because if you get in the attic and you're looking at your ductwork and the it's flexible style duct and it's gray um, or an off-white color. That's generally the older 1980s, early 90s stuff that was used. They went to a um, a mylar film. So the, the outer edge of the ducting was a mylar bag. So it rejects heat really well. They increased the insulation from a one and a half inch to two inch. So we went from uh, an R6 to an R8. So we're not having as much heat gain or heat loss through the ducting system. The inner side of the liner is now a more of a nylon material with a metal um, uh reinforcement inside of it and so this is really good ducting most people say well do you prefer uh, or we'll ask the question do you prefer metal ducting over um, flexible ducting to me it doesn't matter the flexible ducting is cheaper to install it has a great r value and it, the life expectancy of that ductwork um, is very long. I mean, we're not going to be replacing that ducting at, in 20 years. It's 30, 40, 50 years probably, 30, 40 years probably be, be the life expectancy of us replacing that type of ducting um, because of the materials that's used. The metal ducting, that ducting um, will last forever. As long as all the seams are sealed and it's insulated properly, um, that ducting, because of its rigid, how rigid it is, you can have it clean multiple times. You're not going to risk tearing it. You're not going to risk breaking it. And so um, the friction rate is lower, so you get better air velocity through it and all those things. And so it really comes down to the homeowner. Do you want to spend the money and in, in invest in the ducting that is going to have a full life expectancy of the entire home, like the likelihood of us actually having to replace the metal ducting ever other than just resealing and re-insulating is virtually zero as long as it was installed properly. The flexible ducting, it, it's a little harder on the ducting system when you have it clean because they have a, a mechanical brush that goes through that has high pressure air and the brush is spinning at a high um, RPM. And so whenever that brush is going through that that flexible style ducting, then you have the potential of creating tears and holes. And so that's the only downside to it. The if there was so economically customer that wants to save money and still have a wonderful and great ducting system that's going to last them a long time, go with flexible ducting. There's nothing wrong with it. It has a great insulation value. It has great performance. The airflow is wonderful as long as it's installed properly. Um, If you want to never have to worry about replacing your ducting again and you want something that you're going to be able to clean every three to five years and not have to worry about creating any breaks or tears or anything like that, go with metal ducting. It will cost you more, but it's a better product as well. And 
never do plastic. Do not do plastic, which, <laughs> I mean, realistically, the, they're, any contractor that's installing ductwork anymore, they will not install it. It's not going to wreck the plastic. They're, well, they're, they won't even install it right. because the, the stuff that we purchase is all mylar film with the, the nylon uh, inner lining with the metal backup. Um, customers can still purchase the um, plastic stuff. That's generally what you would get at you know, the box stores, Home Depot, Lowe's. Ace Hardware, stuff like that. And so that's going to be the cheaper stuff. Um, don't buy it. Spend the extra money. <laughs> let a professional install it. But just primarily to make sure the airflow is done properly. Make sure you're actually spending money in the in the most efficient way. Well, if you are going to let a professional install it, make sure you pick Pro Thermal Heating and Cooling. The number to call is 918-550-5079. That's 918-550-5079. Or head over to ProThermalHeatingAndCooling.com. While you're there, ask about the KRMG Listener Special. It's a full system rejuvenation tune-up, a $232 value for only 39 bucks going over your entire system with a fine tooth comb checking all the electrical components a system efficiency test checking duct pressure for sizing and leakage they'll even professionally clean the outdoor coil while they're there at the end you get a full written detailed report of how your system's actually operating everything i just said just 39 bucks again 918-550-5079 918-550-5079 or prothermalheatingandcooling.com we're talking more about insulation coming up next on complete home covered 1023 krmg Tulsa's News and Talk. Welcome back to the program. It's Complete Home Covered with Pro Thermal Heating and Cooling on 1023 KRMG. I am Ben Morgan from KRMG, joined as ever by David Coker from Pro Thermal Heating and Cooling. We've been talking all day about insulation, different types of attic insulation, bad insulation, blow-in, spray foam. They got two types of spray foam. And we talked about ducting insulation, the types and code requirements. Now, on the topic of ducting insulation, real quick, now that we're in the ending parts of the show, let's talk about what to look for to tell if your ducting needs maintenance or if it just flat out needs replaced? This is kind of an easy telltale sign for a lot of customers to do. Um, the On the return side of the system, so that's the side of the system where it sucks air into your air conditioning system. That's generally where your filters are located. So if you have a filter grill that you're, you change your filters in every month, when your air conditioning system comes on, if that filter makes a pop, or if you walk by and the filter is actually bowing upwards, um, like it's being trying to be pulled into the ducting system, generally that means that the return ducting is undersized. Um, super easy for us to check, but it's a very easy indicator for the customer to know if that return side of the duct system um, needs to be addressed, right? One, if it uh, has improper sizing and make sure we have the proper amount of airflow because that's the number one thing that causes inefficiency in your system. If your return duct can't get enough air in, into the system, we can't get enough air out of the system, that means the system has to run longer to do the exact, exact same amount of work. Um, the second thing is if you have a lot of dust in the home, that generally means that you have quite a, a bit of uh, or potentially quite a bit of duct leakage. So if the Say you have a filter where the filter grill is that you change out, and then inside of that ducting system, if there's getting a lot of dust and debris, that means we're sucking in air 
past that filter, right? And so that that causes dust and debris to build up because we're actually pulling in attic air. So that's an easy telltale sign. If you're if you have dust issues and you're always dusting, the house seems to be dusty, um, and it's either uh, like a brown dust or a, a gray dust. Um, that generally is a very specific indicator that you probably have some duct leakage. On the supply side of the system. Um, all you have to do is walk into your bedroom or your living room or whichever room that you're looking at. Look at the supply air grill. If there's if there's streaks of dirt around that supply air grill, you have duct leakage. Because what happens is air, whenever your air blows across a hole at a high velocity, it actually creates a vacuum and will be sucking in that attic air um, as it blows across the system. And then you'll get dust and dirt streaks from that supply grill whenever the system's running. An easy way to tell if your supply ducting is undersized is does the grill, the supply grill, ever condensate like a pop can? Does it ever drip water? Do you see water pulled up on that supply grill? Do you see mold mildew? Because if there's moisture, there's going to be eventually be mold mildew or mold mildew. So those are some very easy key things to look at that are that will indicate if you're having ducting sizing issues. Now, if you go up in the attic and you're actually looking at your ducting system, if you have the gray ducting, um, the the plastic stuff, um, it's 30 years old. Inside of that ducting, you're going to have 30 years of animal dander, human skin cells, hair, dust, debris, dust mites, dust bunnies. You and, know. You, and you can just trust David on this. We're not recommending that you crack it open and, and look <laughs> right. at it. I, I'm, yeah, if it's there, that's what's in it. And so um, and, and the important part of that idea is that's the air you're breathing. Every time your air conditioning system comes on, air has to blow across that debris because it's in the ducting system. And that's what's being distributed through your house. You have a huge potential for horrible air quality in your home and you'll never even see it because it's microscopic, right? And so if you don't have um, proper filtration and you don't have a good air purifier in the home, then there's no way to protect yourself from that. And so Super easy, very, very small things that you can do um, to uh, you as a homeowner can do to kind of look and see if it's time to at least have the conversation about your air ducting system. Um, Again, we don't do pressure cells in our company. We'll never try to get you to buy more or buy less. It doesn't matter to us. Um, Our job is to make sure we diagnose the system properly. And if you're not comfortable getting in your attic and looking at your ducting system and stuff like that, we'd be happy to look to it. We take lots and lots of pictures. We're not going to ask you to just trust our word for it. We'll show you everything. We'll take lots of pictures. We'll document it. We'll take pressure tests um, and, and actually show you what's going on with your system. And that's all part of the system rejuvenation tune-up, right? It actually is. Um, every single call we run for our system rejuvenation tune-up, we actually look for duct sizing. We look for duct leakage. Um, we check temperature difference across the coil to make sure the system's pro- performing properly. We do a thermal dynamics test we we disassemble the outdoor unit wash and clean it properly we'll pull the blower assembly if it's dirty Um, we look at the blower motor to make sure the bearing seal is not ruptured i mean it is a very intensive um, 
service that we do when we do these full system rejuvenation checks and you know exactly what's going on with your system you can tell we can tell you exactly why your system is costing you so much to in utility cost to run year to year um, it's not a guessing game for us we're really really good at this uh, we've been doing it a long time our guys are very highly trained this is all we do and we make a point to be different than every other heat and air company out there because of it we've had a very good conversation today about insulation if you missed any of it you're gonna head over to krmg.com in the podcast section. Scroll on down to Complete Home Comfort with Pro Thermal. You'll be able to listen back. While you're there, you can actually head over to the Pro Thermal website, prothermalheatingandcooling.com, and check out the full system rejuvenation tune-up. You can always call them as well at 918-550-5079. That's 918-550-5079. And again, the website is prothermalheatingandcooling.com. David, thank you so much for joining us again this week. My pleasure. We'll see you again next week. Yep. All right. Cool, cool. Complete Home Comfort on 1023 KR. Pulling up to Mickey D's just for drinks? Oh yeah, that's me. Nothing extra, just perfection and a straw. Coming in hot for the coldest cups on the block. Because there are drinks. Then there are drinks from McDonald's. Mix things up with any size lemonade or sweet tea for $1.49. Perfect with our classic fries. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.